0: This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay. Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome to our um, unique and, and special opportunity that we have in preparation for Matan Torah, for us to hear from the rabbanim of our community, um, to learn from each of them, to 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 get an appreciation for the the uniqueness of this time between Pesach and Shavuos, and and um, in preparation for Matan Torah. Some some ideas don't don't you could say them over and over because it's important that we live this to every fiber of our being. The idea of Barchenu Avinu, that the Yidin were standing by Har Sinai, the Pasuk says, Vayichan sham yisrael neged the Yidin were by Harsinai Sinai as one. And what does it say? had the commentators say on the Pasuk, that the Yidin were together. We were together because, not because everybody thought alike, not because everybody was alike, but everybody came together and appreciated what everybody brings to the tapestry of Klal Yisrael. In our community, we're so fortunate to have a, an achdos, a camaraderie between the Rabbanim, the shuls, the yeshiva in our community, where we, where we get to learn and grow from everybody um, and, and, and experience, experience the, the uniqueness of, of seeing the qualities in everybody and in and, and a program like this allows for us to bring it out in a public forum. Now, there are souls in our community, there are a in our community, but we have the Schuss, Silver Spring, Maryland has the Schuss of having Aaron Lapiansky from the, the Russian Yeshiva, of the Yeshiva of Greater Washington, um, live with us. Well, I think one of, one of the difficult things of, of COVID is that uh, you're 30 miles away or however many miles away it is. But, but um, the influence, the personal influence Sarah Belapiansky has on many and the fact that there's a Makim Tehira of this caliber in our community brings us to all of us. So when, when we started this program um, it, it gave it a big highest when Rabbi lapiadsky not only uh, um, appreciated the idea but but gave um, the encouragement and participated from year one. And this year, when we when we were looking to to um, do it, and, and it's our goal and and our plan for next year to be able to do this in person, but. Um, in, in the format that we're doing it this year, it's a real, it's a real um, extra source of, of um, chizuk with having Rabbi Lapiansky join us and address us in this format as well. So without taking away any more time, precious time that we get to learn from Rabbi Lapiansky. Rabbi Lapiansky, please.
1: Um, it's very fitting that Chabad is the, is the spearhead for having this type of program, um, bringing together Rabbonim for these weeks and each Rav in turn. Uh, the only thing I miss is being there physically. First of all, I think it's the second year that the um, that this series is on Zoom and that we can't go in and be together. Also, the fact that the Yeshiva is, it's Baruch Hashem doing very well, but it's doing very well 30, 40 miles away and uh, it's the, being mrs Mushi on the one hand really learning stark and thank god it was it was a gift for us that we were able to learn that well because we were isolated but being together with the communities and the community is something very special so may kadosh who give that we, we rapidly um, leave this tkufa behind us and come back to tkufa where we're together physically and, uh, and have the, the, the pleasure of, of being with each other. It's a pleasure that I guess we didn't appreciate enough in Akkarish Baruch who gave us some time to to miss and um, what it means to be together be, be goof also not just beneficial be It's also um, it's also a special nachas ruach that Yoni Tyberg who was one of our early alumni is um, so involved Community through Chabad, and I believe he is a big spearhead of this um, of this series of shiurim. It's um, a that that Bachrim that learned by us have so much to take Achrayes for Tzibur and uh, are involved these type of things. Blessed Hashem, um, the the Chabad and Volvoske, uh, and Yoni should keep on doing tremendous things that they do um, in, in many ways. Um, so I'd like to speak about, obviously, it's since the weeks are leading up to Shavuos, Torah is something that, is, uh, an, um, that should be spoken about. Every, every mitzvah and every group of mitzvahs has some special facet to it that it brings a certain shlemus to a person. It brings a certain um, development of a person in ways that others don't. Talmud Torah has a lion's share, and I would like to try to pinpoint a specific dimension of Talmud Torah that maybe is not appreciated um, readily, but understanding what Talmud Torah brings in a way that makes it so vital to have yeshivas, to have Mekomo's Torah, to have people in Osekin Torah and so on. So we'll start from someplace that seems very afar. It's a Rambam that actually addresses um, a point dealt with in the last two parashas that we just read on Shabbos. The parashas Tazria and Mitzorah cover a vast amount of halachas of Tuma and Tahara. Tuma and Tahara are very, very cryptic halachas. We don't actually know what that is exactly. It's spiritual, um, spiritual uncleanliness, spiritual cleanliness, um, and it really belongs under the rubric of chok, which means mitzvahs that are not easily, um, we can't assimilate them with our minds. They don't fit into our sense of things. We accept it because Hashem says it is so, and, that, and we know it to be so because he said so. But it's, the Ramam says it's not something that das or the machra'as, that a person readily is able to feel intuitively that this is what it is. So the Rambam, at the end of a section of Taharis, the Rambam obviously has, the the Rambam deals with all halachas in the Torah, whether today they're relevant or not, the Rambam in Mishnah,
0: moment. It looks like there's a technical
1: difficulty. Okay, I'm not sure what happened, but uh, something, understanding something behind the mitzvahs, understanding some inner meaning of it, and so on. So I will read a little bit. I, I will try to do my best. I'll read a little bit and try to explain what he says. Dovah yeah. Vigoli. He says, it's clear. Tuma and Tara are not physical phenomena. They are given by the Torah, and we need to accept it as such. Ve'enum midvarem shaddai they're not the type of halachas that we can sort of intuitively resonate with it. So they belong as chukim. That's true about Tum and Tara itself. But also going to the mikveh, the fact that going to a mikveh purifies a person is also a chok. Tuma is not mud or dirt that you can just wash it off. If it's a spiritual uh, uncleanness, then then you need something spiritual. Why is water? Alexeya Sarkasavu. It's something which is the Torah decreed so. And he says it has a lot to do with Kavana and so on. I'm skipping a line. The Afalpi Kainu Remesi Bedava. But we can learn something from it. And the Rambam now gives the line or two that I really want to focus on. If a person decides to become tahor, If he goes to mikveh Tohar, the mikve, he's Even though physically nothing changed in his body, he immerses off a mikveh. There's nothing added or taken away from the body. the if a person wants to purify himself of spiritual uncleanliness, which are false, wrong beliefs, understandings, perspectives, as soon as he moved away from that, and he immerses himself, his neshama, in the waters of Das Tahar. He becomes Tahar. And then he brings psukim, and that's it. And with that, he finishes the whole section of Hara. So the Rambam coins a unique term called mehadas. He speaks about deos roos, which is the bad that he's addressing. And then he talks about mehadas, which is positive. And that's Tahar. So the Ramam says the closest that we can come to understanding, at least in an analogous way, what is tara um, would be similar to something called deus ros and deus tovos and so on. Let's try and understand what that means. What exactly is, is, is deus tovos? What are deus roos, machshavos own? What exactly are we talking about? Now, we can't, if I think that A is right or B is wrong, then I should need to be convinced. I should need a logical argument. I should, I should have to argue out with A or B, you know, and say, well, if I think A is right and you tell me, prove me it's wrong, and so on, back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth. But that's not the Raman is talking about. The Raman talking about something that is mehadas, the waters of das, and, and so on. What exactly are we referring to? So I'd like to give a bit of an understanding explanation, what it is, and then we'll see what areas a person can acquire it. There are logical arguments that are either true or false two and two equals either four or five, and we could prove it, I guess, and we could work it out and so on and so forth. Um, there are other types of understandings that, um, that are not absolute, uh, absolute logical axioms, even though we think they are. The Rambam has a term for that, and he calls that miforsamos things that everybody seems to take, um, it, it seems to take uh, as for granted, but it's not true. Let's give an example that I can think of. When I was growing up, the word family was kadosh by the goyim by everybody. Family was was positive, wonderful to have a family to to grow a family and it was very clear what a family is and 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 it was understood and it was something that was axiomatic and slowly um people began to just decide no um who says and until it's it's you know you can get to a society that looks askance at it and you ask yourself how does something go from being an axiom to being a, a, a counter axiom to being some. How did it happen? And the answer is these type of understandings are called dales. They're not. No one can logically. You can make arguments about pro and con, but at the end of the day, it's something that belongs. It's it's a class of ideas that float around, and. If a person um, is immersed in that, and if a person is in society that has bad deals, then that seems to become his deals. The Rambam in Hilchas Avodazara spends a peric, the first peric, speaking about how people came to the mistake of Ozara. And then he writes, he, the Rambam writes with extraordinary admiration of Avraham the Ramam, vino the Ramam by, by the Ramam of Avinu is unique. And he says he lived in a world that everybody and anybody subscribed to it. Of course, there are gods. I mean, what does the wind blowing down the house have to do with the doctor healing you? There's a force of wind. There's a force of a doctor. There's a force of war. Each, each item is its own little god. It makes a lot of sense. And when everybody says it, and this becomes the prevailing um, understanding, then people feel that this is axiomatic. And the fact that Avroma Avinu had the strength of a both intellect and character to stand alone and create his own deus, the, the Raman writes of him incredibly. This, this was an incredible person, unique in, 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 the, in the annals of humanity because it's very, very hard for a person to, um, to, 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 to have a dea that is different than the deus that he lives in. So dea is something which is not knowledge. It's not a type of knowledge that you can logically prove or disprove. Um, it's not a fact but it is an understanding um, and, and, and an elementary understanding of something, an elementary attitude. The Rambam, when he speaks of middles, what we call middles, he calls them deos, because they're based on certain understandings. I, I des- this person deserves to get angry. Des- he deserves that I get angry at him. You should get angry at him because everybody thinks that that's how you act. And so on. Many of the attitudes that we have could be termed Dales, and those Dales um, affect a person's action more than anything else. So, the first point in the Rambam that I want to take up in Rambam is that there's going to be a person has all sorts of bad Dales that he picks up, and that would correspond to the world of Toma, and the person needs to enter an atmosphere. Of good deals, like the same way when a person submerges himself in, in, a, in, in water, he is totally immersed in another world. It's as if he's left the outside world and he's totally in another world. A lot of times you find the Gemara and certainly Sifa, Kabbalah, and Hasidus, they have the idea that the, the life in the water is a parallel existence. Um, and a distinct existence from the life in the earth. Because you don't see each other, there's no real interaction, and, and so on. So, 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 so the yam is something that is its own world, so to speak. It's, it, and, and even today's science, they're just beginning, they've known a lot about the world on, on the earth, on, the, on, on land, and they're beginning, beginning to, to understand a little bit the world and the seas, it's two different worlds. So when a person immerses himself in a world of das, then it's something that is going to um, be extremely changing. What is that world of das? What does it look like? I'd like to quote a peerish. There's a very famous peerish on of us called Medrash It's a classic peerish. It's not his own. It's 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 um it's it's he it's a big collection. It's it's one it's the classic collection of Yerushim, and he quotes Aram mashnino who lived in the 1500s, quotes him quite often on the concept of having Golah leMakom Torah. He says um, a person, the Mishnah tells us, a person should go off to a Mokom Torah. Now it sounds like um. Just a yeshiva. A person who wants to learn, wants to study, so obviously has to go to a yeshiva, which is kind of a school where they're going to learn. So all it requires is finding out where does good teach and or good faculty and whatever, and go to yeshiva. No, he has a different understanding of what it is and why the Mishnah is, is giving us different instructions. Have a goal. Makom or says ir o Medina, a city or a country. Shekal Ika Yikara Asik Torah, where Torah is the general activity of the people there. Why? He didn't say go to places where you have very very chashiva rishis shivis rabbanim tamim chachomim. He should go to a place that is Torah suffused. Lirmos. It should be, the people over there should find their purpose in life is their engagement in Torah. Why? So he says, because when a person comes to a place where this is what people aspire for and want to do, and this is what life is all about, so then he will try the hardest because the person is going to um, want to to he's uh, going to aspire to acquire those values. And then he says something. He says, "Imagine you go to a city that has two or three very Chasrabbanim, even more Chashev than than your than the teacher in this Malkam Torah, but the people in the in that city or town." they basically um, are interested in financial success and some type of material success is what life is about. That's the prevailing attitude and atmosphere. So he said he is going to be swept along and he's not going to um, want to study because if you're a success based on, on, on how much money you have, how much power you have, how many goods you have, then learning loses any type of attraction for you. A person who wants to be successful, person who wants to be chashev, a person who wants to be good. And going to a place where the general atmosphere is that he who is learned, he who is wise, he who is good, he's righteous, is a good person and a successful person, that will um, give a person tremendous cheshek, it will give a person tremendous amount of enthusiasm to to wanna be that way. So if I can put it in slightly different words, mokum Torah means a place that has an atmosphere of Torah. It has a place where the general environment is, is, is Torah. The deos, people's elementary understanding is that a wise person and a noble person is the person who is um, worthy. And a person who is not, is not worthy. Someone once came to Rav Shtayman. Reb Leib Shtayman, he was from the leaders of Khal of, of Yisrael in, he passed away a few years ago in Bnei Brak. He was an extraordinary ascetic and a very, very sharp person. He especially was, Midas Hamas was very important to him. And someone came to him and said, he's bought a new car, fancy new car, and now he has a little bit, he's worried that people will be jealous and they'll give him an eye so, so if Shemun asked him, uh, "Have um, did, did you did you ever did you finish Shas? Did you ever make a Sima Shas?" He said, "No." He said, "Did you ever finish at least a Seder, one section of Shas?" He said, "Actually, not." He said, "Is there a Mesecta that you know really, really well?" And the person said, "Well, not really." So he said, "Don't don't worry, no one's be jealous of you. I assure you." So I think he said it a big tongue in cheek. I think he, he knew and understood that that yes, there are there are people that are, um, that, but but the point of his was, it, it, you should you know, a person should be in a in a world where really why would he be jealous of that, and um, and that has to do with that atmosphere. So um, this would be comparable to the to 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 what. Um, the Rambam speaks about being in mehadas, in an atmosphere of das. Now, not only is a Mokom Torah has that, um, has that quality, but of all the mitzvahs Torah also, and let's try to explain why Torah itself carries some of that qualities. When a person does mitzvahs, that he, the person is not learned, has not made efforts to learn, obviously, a Kaddish Baruch Hu holds us only uh, accountable and responsible for what we can do. But a person neglects studying. So he's doing different actions. But there is no mitzvah that has the ability. To really um, have the person submerged because th- his hands and his feet and every other organ of the body that does a mitzvah is, is a point in his personality. It's not, he's not immersed. A person is immersed in something when his mind is immersed in it. That's when I say somebody's immersed in something. So um, there is a quality in learning and in any yeshiva. When we speak about different uh, boys, the quality of the learning, there is something called shkius. Um, it's a sort of, I guess it was the Yiddish Liggen Lernen that was translated. Shkius is like the Lushen to, to sink in something. Shakua means sunk in something, immersed in something, submerged. It's it's being in something where you're totally in it. The only the only part of a person that allows for that type of personality shift is um, is, is 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 study. In other words. Because that means if a person really gets into something, then the person becomes submersionate. And that happens on the level of the sechel and the das. Um, It's something that learning Torah, because it requires us to delve into, whether we're talking about the halacha, the agada, the panimius, all, anything that requires deeper thinking into and involving our mind in it allows us this type, what well, we, the quality that we will call shkios, which means being immersed and so on. I want to say over, there's a Gemara. The Gemara is famous, but I once heard from my Rebbe uh, an extraordinary point about this. The Gemara says that no excuse Gemara and Shabbat says no excuse is going to stand you on the Yom Hadin. If a person will tiny, he's too poor. We have somebody who was very poor and still studied Torah. If you're tiny, you are too wealthy because you're very busy. We have somebody who was very wealthy and studied Torah. If you if you were busy doing affairs, well, we have somebody like that also. The, the mission eliminates, the, the eliminates all the qualities, all, all the excuses. So Hillel, the elder, is a paradigm of a poor person who learned um, despite incredible poverty. So it says Hilla Zukun every day he would earn a small coin, he would give half of it to the to the god at the base medicine let him in and half of it for his family. Once he couldn't find any any money and the God did not let him go into into the shul to, to, to learn. Well he wasn't going to miss his share so he went up onto the there was a skylight. And he and he lay on it to listen to his rebbeim Shmaya and aftali It was erev Shabbos. It was a very middle of the winter. Snow fell down, and in the morning, Shmaya told aftali "You know, it, it 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 it's very dark. How come it's been so long and it's still very dark?" So they went up and they saw a person laying there, and they found them covered with three amos of snow about a meter and a half three ounces of snow. They took it off, they washed him, they 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 resuscitated him and they made a fire for him because they said it was on Shabbos. But a person like this is worthy of whole Shabbos, even though everybody, every Jew is worthy of Chal Shabbos, but whatever it is, that's Gemara. So the Gemara itself is, is is giving the point of of you know of of, of how great is Mr. Snefers. My My Shapiro pointed out Chazal say when they say how much snow was there. You know, it, it, what are they, why is it saying how much snow? The answer is because three amas of uh, on a person is the uh, is the shear of a mikveh. A mikveh is amal amah from amas. It's the purse. It's the it's the basic size of a person, and and to a depth of three amals. So he said, Hazalah telling us this type of learning. Is the ultimate mikveh for a person in other words the level of being submerged to the to to, to the level that he was submerged in learning that's this is a mikveh that's the way he that's the way he 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 put it so the point is talmud torah of a certain madrega is 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 a type of talmud torah um, I'm reminded myself of of an f- interesting story. Um, I was there. There was um, there was a boy that was taking a test. Uh, he was trying to get into yeshiva. This boy had been going to he was going to university, and the person, the, the mashkiach, asked him, "So, for how long would you like to come?" It was it was right before Elul. It was the summer El. And his fellow said, because of pressure from home and so on, he could only take off the Elul's man, from El to Yom Kippur and learn there. So the boy was very, very fine boy and so on, but the, the Ashkiyar Tessim said, you know, I, 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 it, it's nice, but what are you going to gain out of an in yeshiva? And I would say it's a bother for the shiva to take somebody for a short term. There's, there's, there's logistics and so on. And he asked him, "What do you well, like? You're only going to be there a month, and you know, and so on." So the fellow put his head down and he said, "In the forty days between Rosh Chodesh Elul and Yom Kippur, there are nine hundred and sixty hours." He said. The, the um, he said the the the, the um, amount of lugim, of water in a mikveh is 960. 24 times 40. So he said, an elul in a yeshiva is a mikveh for my neshama. And the mashgiach said, what can I tell him? You know, what, 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 what can I tell him? I, I have no answer for that. And he took a uh, I was there. I happened to be there in the, in the office when the interview, and he came to me out. Uh, I, I knew I was him, and he said, You know, I, I, I have no answer for that. Um, it does say it in this form. I think it does say the Cheshem, but, but the person who answered it with real sincerity was his. So, so, the, um, so we have a, a new understanding of a dimension of Ruchnius that is unique. In the sense of, um, in the sense of how a person is affected, we have particular acts of mitzvahs. We have particular masya mitzvahs. Each one has a specially positive effect on a person. For example, an esrig, it touches a certain part of his neshama, and it and it creates a tikkun. Every mitzvah person does creates some sort of benefit for the neshama and the person. No, no doubt about that. But A whole new experience lies in Talmud Torah because Talmud Torah, in a certain sense, encompasses in a certain way the entirety of a person. The entire person is in what he's thinking. A person gets lost in thought. A person doesn't get lost in action, it gets lost in thought. So Talmud Torah, A, carries in itself the special schooler, the special dimension of being submerged in Mehadas, we also see that um, a Makom Torah means a place where a person, where, the, where, where there's an atmosphere of, of, of being involved. This is what it's about. Life is about attaining understanding, knowledge, depth of Akadosh Baruch Hu. That's what life is about. And that is the reason why there's the concept of a machom Torah. You don't find a mitzvah if A lot of people do a lot of mitzvahs. That's wonderful. It's a and People help each other. But that it generates and creates a place that has that quality that's unique to a machom of Torah. So let's let's. Um, it, it, let's let some of up and let's try to, to find some practical ramifications. The first thing is um there is the, the Rambam says in Hilfus in, Deos he says that, also It is normal for a person that his understanding of things follow the understanding of. Everybody around him. No, a person it's normal for us to adopt the common understandings as if it was ours. And therefore a person needs to be in a place where you have good people. So first thing is, being in a place where people have the right values, the right attitudes, the right understandings, we are affected a lot more than we believe. Of all the mitzvahs that we are, all the mitzvahs that we are uh, um, given, and each one has its own unique role in, in, in purifying a person, in, in, in bringing out the best in a person, Talmud Torah is unique in that it creates a certain bubble of mehadas. The person becomes into it. The person gets into it. It's fascinating. There are different, different ways in which people are brought closer to Yiddishkeit. And every, for, for every Yid, there's a, there's a way that works. And some people uh, get into tefillah. Some people get into this. Some get into that. But one of the more fascinating things that I've seen is I lived near a yeshiva that sort of was very, it was for beginners, it was for people that were not from even. And they stressed kind of just learning a lot. Even not things even that had to do so much with a muna or arguing or debating, but just a lot of learning. And people would actually change. And I was always amazed by it because. And again, obviously every person is different and some people different. There's different approaches for a reason. Different people have a different way that they're in a Shama. But, but the fact that there were so many people that this worked and I began to realize because they were coming into a different world. Learning creates a certain world and a person immerses himself in it and he changes because he's in a different world. So choosing a place that a person should live and 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 be a part of a society that's tov is important. What the 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 yeshiva, or Levinstein, he was he he was he passed away, I believe it was in nineteen seventies, um, in the in the early seventies. He was a very sharp, um, Vakish emes. He was Mashkirch of the Mir in Europe, and then he was in Panevich yeshiva, and he was very against people going in America going to America, and someone, you know, people ask him why, you know, I mean, so, yeah, yeah, everybody's different, it's, he said, a person can work in different professions, like, not be affected if he's careful, he said, if you work in a wine factory, the fumes also have alcohol, and you become high, even, if you, even if you're not drinking, that was the way he expressed it. He said, "America is so suffused with an atmosphere of 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 wanting material things." And it was America in the '40s when the Torah wasn't yet developed; things had just beginning to and and therefore that was his muscle. But the point is the influence of an atmosphere. Um, the um, secondly, the, the of the mitzvahs. Putting giving effort into Talmud Torah is very important. Now, I want to, I guess, point out two or three more specific points that are, I think, relevant to us. Um, different, our children go different paths in terms of career choices and different training and so on. Um, choosing college or a way in which... It, the, understanding that the environment that our children are immersed in has a profound effect. It, it can be good and it can be negative. It, it's not when I'm arguing with a person one-on-one, then, um, then it's a question of arguments. More arguments are better. And if I stand on solid ground, then, then then I should be able to defeat the other person if I'm confident and sure. All of that works well. But when we're talking about living in a society, so that's why spending time full time in Yeshiva for some part is important, it's critical because it's life changing. Because a person is immersed in, in an atmosphere where it's all about Torah mitzvahs, like the Ram, like the meditation. When we choose a place for our children to pursue whatever. Um, education will we'll help, will we'll get them on their career. We need to ask ourselves, what is the atmosphere that he's immersed in? It's, it's not a question of, does he understand? Does he know? Is it, 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 it The atmosphere is really, in a sense, something that affects you more than anything else. And we need to choose very carefully what is the type of atmosphere that's appropriate for him. We also, Baruch Hashem, we are moving out of COVID, and the chastei Hashem, you know, that uh, the fact that we've been able so quickly to be able to move forward, people have gotten used to um, davening in nooks and crannies, and when there was no other choice, this was obviously the best, and... But you know, he has Everyone who made a little looking crane away could it, and so on. Unfortunately, it may become, um, a, 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 you know something that we that will do because it's convenient, it's close by, it's it's you know it's it's quick, it's efficient, it, it doesn't require much obligation, responsibility. What we gain out of a mukom is, is 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 a world of difference. Walk into Chabad and you f- feel it's something. It's, it just walk in. Don't it don't. If it before before you, I think it's a makom. It's a makom that's infused with Torah and Yira and 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 everything. And, and when you have a minion, your you, you is filler, but you miss out that sense of being in an atmosphere. And and I think I mean we, we need hopefully we'll all find our way back to our makomos But understand that a makom is vital because a person needs to be in that, to, to be submerged in that makom. And finally, creating everybody in their own shul and their own makom, creating a makom Torah. If everybody gets together to learn once a week, the more people there are, the more the learning is engaged. Um, whether it's a very vibrant jurim or chavrusa learning, for those people that are capable of doing it, if, if, if there's a cold Torah, if there's, if there's a sense of it, learning uh, a, engages the person's mind and heart, and, and a place that has that atmosphere, a person submerged it, and a person, and a, and a person is totally part of it. It's traditional to finish off a drasha with hoping for Mashiach. Let me tell you what the Rambam writes as the pasik that sums up his hope for Mashiach. He brings the Pasek. The world will become filled with deya, as water um, fills the ocean. In other words, we ask ourselves, everybody individually has what he needs that Mashiach should do. Good. That's individual. Mashiach is a, is a universal phenomenon. Mashiach will change the world in a way where the atmosphere of the world is das, toif. It's, it's that the good and the right and the holy and the pure and the wise is what it's about. That's an incredible change. That's a, it's, a, it's, it's far more reaching than any particular item. Everything else is, is, is an outgrowth of the Das that will fill the world. So if we do, if we use Torah especially to increase our, uh, our immersion in Das Hashem, and and, 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 and and understand the value of it and do whatever we can. Bez Hashem, Baruch will bring the gula and will be Zoha. That das will fill the world, k'mayim layam echasim, as water f- fills an ocean, and everything in it is part of the water. In halacha, anything that's part of the water is, is a mikveh, it, 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 and 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 it's incredible. Things that are part of the water become part of the mikveh. That's the way when the comes, the entire world will be submerged in das Hashem. And everything will become will become part of that great Das. Hashem, um, we, should, we should move forward towards Matant Taira and be say to all the wonderful things that Das HaShem will bring to us.
0: Thank you very much, Yeshakaya Lopiansky, for addressing us in, in preparation for Martin Taira.